Hello and welcome back to uh, the Power Giant podcast, The Raw Reality. We're on episode seven and we are doing Turn the Tables. So as you can probably guess, this voice isn't Incia's, so I bet you're all pleased about that. Um, My name is Steph and I've previously featured on the Power Giant podcast. So obviously we said we were going to switch it up um, We've turned the tables and we've had lots of questions come in just to give you a bit more of an insight what INSEE is all about. How do you feel about that, Ince? Um, so don't, when the episode idea came about, which was from you, Steph, yeah. um, I was like, yeah, yeah, great, this is brilliant. And as it sort of got closer and closer, I've realised that I really don't like being out of control. Also, you're sat in my chair... Well, I thought if we we're going to do it properly, then I need to be in the famous podcasting chair and yeah. not on the guest couch. Yeah, all right. Um, so, and then, so I'm a little bit miffed by that. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I, I get the gist. I get, you know, if we're going to do it, let's go all out. Um, and I don't know if you could see my face when you were introducing it. You know, that look of... I know, I did actually say to um, it just before it went, like we were going live, was like, how do you normally like introduce her? She's done her little thing. So I thought I'd try and keep it pretty similar. And you um, should know the answer to that as well. Yeah, no. Um, moving on. So how is it knowing that people are sending through their questions and stuff and that you're actually not able to know about those who... I know you said you'd prefer to be asked questions that you couldn't actually think about. Yeah. Because that, that does give you a lot of time to think and it, it isn't so raw. So, but how does that make you feel? Um, so I, I'm st- I stick by it because I feel like if I talk about it being the raw reality, I obviously need to put my money where my mouth is, whatever the saying is. Um, but I do, I feel, I, I know I keep saying the same words, but I feel very out of control, Steph. Good. Really, very out really of control. Tried. I did a really massive yawn then, didn't I? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I thought, How rude! Yeah, but I don't want to catch it then because then oh, I need to stop talking about it because I feel like then I'll you're going to do. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I love them moments when you see somebody in the roof, room, the roof, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. No, it's when you see somebody else in the room that do it, and then you catch it. Comedy Lip. gold. So was the, the roof go, is on fire? I, then I just don't know where I went with that. Um. So, how's your week been? Um, how's my week been? That's a good question. You know, we're out of lockdown again. I, I feel like I want to be really British and talk about it. Just, I just need to make a quick reference to the weather. Yeah, I knew that was coming. It, it's well fogged today. It's been foggy a lot all week. And actually, I do like the frost. And maybe the frost is meant to like wipe out all the germs as well. So, I'm praying for that as well. Um, it's been an all right week actually and i what have i done this week clients oh, i was a special little birthday there was it was my goddaughter florence's second birthday she's literally two going on 20 and her questions i love it literally th- th- there's questions upon questions and there's a question about the question uh, do you know what if you've not been asked what your favourite colour is about a thousand times in one week... Then you've not met Flo. Then you've not met Flo. And she knows your colour. Like, my favourite colour's orange, but she'll go, what's your favourite colour, Steffi? <laughs> Wrong answer. And then I'll go, no, 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 you tell me what it is. And she'll go, green. Uh, no, you know what it is. Uh, orange. Right, good one. But she's just... She's oh. funny. She's a funny kid. So, yeah, very special birthday this week with little Flo Flo. Um... 
and just usual working, the run up to Christmas. I'm a little bit, I'm one of those people where I'm not the Grinch. Don't get me wrong, I'm not the Grinch. However, I'm not a, oh my God, it's Christmas. I think there's a lot of pressure with Christmas as well. Yeah, I think there's huge pressures that come up over Christmas and maybe this might be another episode to touch on. Um, yeah, I agree. Because obviously this is Turn the Tables and I'm running Turn the Tables yeah, today. Yeah, right, Steph, I get um, it. But actually that's a good one to come back to because I, I do believe there's lots of pressures that come mm. around Christmas and responsibilities and yeah. I find it, I find, yeah, I find it, re- yeah, you're right, let's let's save that for another save episode. Save it, save it. But yeah. Um, so, um, we've had quite a few questions coming in. Um, oh no, I'm nervous. There's a lot Steph. of people that work behind the scenes. Well, Emily, um, one of Incia's best friends, and she's a friend of mine as well. But she's been firing the questions over to me when they've been coming through on socials and that kind of thing. So thank you all for sending some questions across. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to start, we'll go through, we've got a few from a couple of people. Okay. Uh, yeah, how's this going to work? What do I do? I just sit here and wait. So, what's going to happen? I'm going to ask you some questions, okay? And you can then answer them. Well, answer one at a time. So we'll go through. Just, just chill, relax. It's nice. You, nice. Do nice. I look relaxed? Well, you're in a dressing gown with a cup of tea, so you look quite relaxed to me. It's not tea. Well, black currant. It's black currant squash. We've got no glasses <laughs> left in the house. Somebody didn't turn the dishwasher on. Just saying. No words. But anyway, so firstly, um, I'm going to keep it light um, to start with. So this one's from Jeremy, um, who's been listening in every week. Um, So yeah, so his first one, what's your favourite pizza topping? Favourite pizza topping? Yes, I love this question. Although, you said it's from Jeremy, right? Yeah. And based on Jeremy, being Jeremy, I feel like this is an easy mean question. I really do. I feel like it is. Oh, it's um, a very easy. To be fair, no, no, it's it's an easy question. It's, it's an easy question. Okay, let's so, get on with it. Right. I, can I start by saying what I really don't like on a pizza before I tell you what I really do like on a pizza? Why don't you just tell us your favourite? Because that's the question. Yeah, and then, I know, but then you can be like, oh, actually, I really hate that. No, I've, let me go start with do what, what I, you want. All right, I'll do what it's I want. It's my podcast today. Just saying. So I keep being reminded. Go for it. Okay, so I hate peppers on a pizza. Why Why do they exist? But then why do you eat them sometimes on a pizza? I don't. I pick them off. But why do you get that specific pizza then that because contains half, like, loads of peppers? Because I can't take the pizza out the box in the supermarket, pick off all the peppers. You don't normally have a box pizza. Well, yeah, the Asda make your own pizzas. Yeah, so why do you have peppers on it? Why don't you say no peppers? I don't know, because then I feel like I'm... No, it's good to know. But just, yeah, and, and green peppers. What are green peppers about? They're awful oh they are a bit bitter they are i just hate them so i hate peppers i'll tell you what i do actually love on a pizza red onion a pizza without red onion for me is not a pizza right yeah honestly to be fair it would be really disappointing to not have red onion on a pizza and i could have it raw on a pizza as well yeah just sprinkled on the top that little bit of crunch it'd be really really nice so after all of that ints what is your favorite pizza my favourite pizza? Like yeah, pizza bu- topping. Like, what's your favourite pizza topping? Okay, so it's going to have a base thing. Pizza base? Pizza base, Damn. yeah. And then it's going to have cheese. Cheese? Yeah. No pizza base sauce? Oh, yeah, that's what I meant when I said right. pizza base. Pizza base sauce? Yep. Um, cheese? Cheese. 
um, some red onion. Red onion. More cheese. More cheese. Love cheese. Love cheese. I do. And then some mushrooms. Mushrooms. Good choice. Yep. Little mushrooms. I don't like the stalks, though. Okay, just the heads. Did you know something? Go on. I couldn't believe this when I saw it. Somebody I know eats raw mushrooms. Yep, that's quite a known fact for a lot of people that have it. Really? Yeah. I think that is so weird. In some salads you get raw mushrooms in. I can honestly tell you I've never eaten a raw mushroom. I can't think of anything worse. Okay, well, back to your pizza. Oh, yeah, back to my pizza. So, mushrooms, some sweet corn. Yeah. And some rosemary. Yeah. Some more cheese. Yeah. No peppers. Yeah. And I feel like I'm missing something. What else would I have on my pizza? Is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it. That's my pizza. I like the pizza to be quite burnt as well. I don't like it soggy in the middle. I like it to be cooked properly. So ultimately, your favourite pizza topping is a 10 tonne of cheese, mushrooms, red onion and sweet corn. With some Perrinay sauce on the side. With some Perrinay sauce on the side. Lemon and herb. <laughs> it's not lemon and herb. It's, it's just not. It's just mild sauce. Lemon and herb's the style of chicken. Oh, yeah. I mean, mild then. Right. Yeah, mild, mild Perrinay sauce. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. I changed my mind. Go on. Sour cream and chive dip. Right, okay. So there's there's our pizza topping, guys. Can I so... add one more thing to it? Go on. When it's being cooked, can we please take it out of the oven, like slice it all up and then put it back in the oven again? I'm not cooking for you. I'm not cooking for you right now. I'm literally doing a podcast. Okay. But I, Moving okay. on. So we've got another question that come in from Sam, Sam Donahue. And she said, what is your real height? Is this a joke? No, this is an open, honest question time that we said turn the tables was. So what's your real height? I'm five foot four. Your real height? I'm five foot four. Well, we all know that isn't true. That like I hate to break that to you because I'm like five foot seven. You've been lied to. You're five foot nine. No, I'm not five foot nine. Even if I was, I'm, just, I'm still not right. I'm five foot four. Do you actually know your height? Can I be really honest with you? Go on. I actually don't. What? Genuinely, and this is a god's honest truth. So, for example, you know when you go to the doctors and stuff, and sometimes mm-hmm. they check like your height and whatever. I, I don't look and they know not to tell me because I'll say to them, don't tell me. And I think it's because I am petite and people like to reference the fact I am petite. And mm-hmm. um, I genuinely don't know. So as far as I'm concerned, I am five foot four. There you go, Sam. Okay. So maybe for next week's podcast, we'll do a little height measurement and we'll get back to you on that one. Absolutely not. Or we'll put it on the socials. No, we won't. Look it out, guys. No. Five foot four. Okay, so thanks for that question, Sam. Moving on, um, we've got Alex. Um, Do you prefer flowers or chocolates? Flowers. A hundred percent. Perfect. So what what would you say your favourite flower is? Sunflowers. Obviously. Absolutely. Second best. Daisies. Third. Oh, geraniums, 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 geraniums. You know the ones that don't have the the stalks really like smooth, no leaves on it. Do you mean gerberas or geraniums? 
They're really pretty. Right. Well, look it up, guys. But um, yeah, flowers so every no. day of the Thanks week. Thanks for that, Alex. Oh, that's um, a great question, Alex. Thank you. We've got another one from Jeremy, Mr. Oh. Clearden. Oh, um, God, go on. Do you believe in luck or do we make our own? Wow, what a question. What a cracking question. When it comes through, I thought, yes. Oh, that is a oh, that is a good question. Sorry, could you repeat it? Do you believe in luck or do we make our own? Do I believe in luck or do we make our own? Do I believe in luck? I, I'm going to say, I don't want to be the person that sits on the fence. So, because mm-hmm. I feel like you'll challenge me on that. I don't feel like you'll allow it. Let's just go with it. Okay. It's raw reality. So, let's, let's roll. Okay. So, I believe that there are times in people's lives where they're, they're very fortunate. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, is that, is that just me using another word for luck? Possibly. So I do think there are times when you see somebody in life and you think, how, like, how has that happened? How is it that they've come into all of this, whether it's money or a house or a job or all of the above? And you sit back and you think, I've been working so hard and I'm still not there. And it just seems to have fallen into their lap. Mm-hmm. So. I suppose, you know, that could be classified as luck. So I guess I, I guess what I'm saying is, I know I'm contradicting myself based on what I said a minute ago, but just talking it out with you. Yes, I suppose I do believe in luck because I think I can think of many times when I've seen people who I think, wow, that is amazing how that's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, nine times out of ten, they'll say themselves, like, do not know how this has happened, but it has but then, you know, there, there's people in this world that stuff falls to them on a plate and I would say, oh God, they're so lucky. Like they're really lucky that that's happened to them. But then I think of other ways for me is actually all of them, all of them good things have happened to you, but are you really winning? Like, are you that lucky? Are you happy? Like it falls differently for me. Like I'd, sometimes I think, you know, we say we count our blessings and yeah, and I like to feel that we do count our blessings every day and we you know we're lucky to have roofs over our heads we've got food in the cupboards to me that that that's lucky for me and that is luck because actually and do, you know but I've made that my own luck do you know what I mean? I've made that I I've stuck at my job and I make sure that I I attend work and do all of those things and I make sure that I pay my bills so I have that over my head so in some ways I'm creating my own luck but then there is ways of people are lucky do you know what i mean no i I do know real hard question it is it is it's a brilliant one it is it's a cracking and it's a great one to talk about i think what what i tell you what frustrates me with luck for example is when somebody on the outskirts will look at your life for example yeah and see the things that you do the experiences that you have or the things that you buy or whatever and will say you're so lucky that you have that or you can do that. I would never be able to do that. That frustrates me because actually I work really hard to make those things happen. So that's not lucky that those things that I've got or the experiences or what have you, it's because I've worked damn hard. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, I, I completely agree with you. And that angers me, yeah, really angers me. Yeah, no, I, I, and sometimes like, you know, me saying about there's people that I know that get stuff that, 
they get lots of stuff to them on a plate. But actually, they would have worked hard one way or another to get that stuff. But they're lucky that they've got that. But secondly, they they have they have worked. So if they want to, I don't know. There's lot there's lots of examples I can go through. But actually, you're absolutely right. It's people from the outside in will say, oh yeah, well they sort of put a negative vibe on stuff that you're doing or achieving because it might be some form of jealousy maybe but actually look at it from a different perspective and actually realize that I do work my absolute ass off and I do enjoy the nicer things in life I love going shopping I love to buy people nice things and that kind of thing but actually I work darn hard and darn darn what is that? I don't know. It's a bit American. <laughs> Darn hard. Um, but no, I think we both, like, we, everybody works hard that I know, and that's why we have those things. So do we create our own luck? Yes. Okay. We do. Absolutely. And if, if you're somebody, can I just want to say this, Steph, before you say to me, wind it in, because I know, Go on. I know, I know this coming. is coming. Can we not be those people who will say to somebody else, you're so lucky because you have this, this, and this? Can you we know, just allow yeah, them to yeah. to own it? Because yeah, actually, I agree. I agree. It's not fair. It's no. not fair. They work for that. Let them let them have it. And if actually you want something different, do something about it. Yeah, change your ways of living. Absolutely. Like take there's, responsibility. There's plenty of stuff out there for everybody in the, in this world. And actually, if you want something that badly, don't make don't let don't make blah, 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 I can't don't make excuses. Go let, grab it. And don't make somebody else feel bad about it. Absolutely not. Bad about it. That sounded well, Brummy, then, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Um, okay, we've... I'm going to lighten the mood a little bit more. Go another on. one from Alex. Um, how many times did you take your driving test? I passed first time. What? I promise Are you. Are you kidding me? No, and I'll, let me tell you this story, okay? Yeah. So, I genuinely did pass first time. Go on. And you know it's a shock to people, so... My, uh, one thing I will admit is that the examiner that I had was lovely, genuinely lovely. Shocker. He was, bless him. <laughs> Everyone's lovely. They are. He was lovely. And when we got back to the test centre, so I took my test in Birmingham, obviously. And when we got back to the test centre, I, based on my driving, I honestly didn't believe that I would have passed my test. Midway through my test, he had asked me to do a three-point turn. It ended up being more like a 20-point turn, and I hit the curb a few times. In the midst of this happening, I had I was I was somewhat dramatic, okay? Yeah. And I remember saying to the examiner, I was like, that's it, I know I failed, I'm just going to go back to the test centre. And he, bless him. He was like, no, just stop. Take your time. It's okay. And I was like, what's the point? Because I know that I failed, etc., etc. Anyway, the test continued. We got back to the test centre and he said to me, he said, God, you remind me so much of my daughter. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's so nice. And we got chatting about his daughter, etc. And then he said to me, he said, do you promise that you will, you will drive safe? And, and I was like, I promise, I promise. And he passed me. So you kicked off. No, I didn't kick off. Kicking off. No. And then he thought, actually, you remind me of my daughter. So then you got him on the whole, oh, I'm like your daughter. Let's talk about it for 45 minutes. And then he ticks you off. No, it wasn't like that at all. It might sound like that, but you know it's bad. So then my driving instructor came out, Richard, love Richard, bless him. And he sort of 
obviously didn't think I was going to pass my test because he was like, don't worry, there's always next time. And I was like, no, I've passed. And he just looked at me and then looked at the examiner as if to go, is this true? I then go home and say to my dad, like super excitedly, like, dad, dad, I did it. I passed my test. And, you know, the response I was hoping for was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Well done. No, he said, let me see your certificate. <laughs> he so he did, didn't even believe you. He didn't believe me, no. Shock, yeah. So, yeah, I passed first time. I'm a, I'm a fabulous driver. To be fair, I passed first time as well. Did you? Yeah. That surprises me. Why? Um, oh, I don't know how to answer this question. That's not a question on your question list, is it? No, but I'm just asking you, like, what made, why, why do you feel like I wouldn't? Because you're quite... I'm more practical than technical. You, that is true. You are more practical mm-hmm. than... What do you mean by technical? Like, academic side of things, like a theory test. I didn't pass first time. Did you not? How no. I- the thing is, I did it twice, and then I left it for a year or two. Then I went back and did it twice again, and then I left it again. And then like on my fifth time, fifth or sixth, one of the two, I went back to it like five years later. And then did you pass? Then I passed it. For, well, it was even longer than that. It must have been about six years. I then passed it first time in that period. And then within three months, I passed my test. Bish bosh. Bish bash bosh. Had to do it for my job. So again, going back to that example, if you want something that desperately, and for me to keep my job, I was on a six-month probation and I, I needed to pass my test within six months to keep my job. And I did it in three. Because there was That's, a purpose. Yeah, there was a purpose. Full-time job at the end of it. And actually, I wanted it. And... I went out and got it. And here you are now. And here I am now. So yeah, past first time, Alex. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Thank you very much. <laughs> right, okay. So we've got Leanne, Leanne Buckingham. Oh, hi, Leanne. Perfect. So this is, it's like a one and a two question. So go I'm going to go, what does hope mean to you? Oh, wow. I love talking about hope. Hope is everything to me. It's my, it's my day-to-day grain in life. And hope to me is the absolute belief that no matter what is going on in life, no matter what is happening or has happened, there is a glimmer of something that tells you that that things can and will be different, essentially. Now, some people look at hope and think it's denial, unrealistic, um, stupid, naive. You know, I've heard all of those things before. But to me, hope is the absolute essence of something within you saying nothing has to remain the way that it is right now. And actually, whether it's your job, your health, um challenges within your family friends relationships anything of that that if you want something badly enough then having a belief that something can be different is ultimately what you need um so hope to me is absolutely it's everything i don't think i've ever lived a day without genuine hope okay touching on that again from leanne okay how do you feel the world is coping with limited hope at the moment Wow, what an amazing question. It's very deep, actually. It is, it is. Just to pause that for a second, going back to the summer, um, obviously, here to listen to the company that I work for, they did an incredible podcast with um, Hannah Moore, Captain Tom Moore's daughter. Yes. Um, You listened to it, I listened to it. It was amazing, amazing episode. 
if you actually do get a chance to listen to it, just listen to what she actually has to say because actually why they did it was all to do with hope in the world. And actually the world was and probably still is limited to the hope that we have at the moment. But doing something good just enlightens that little bit of hope. So I just wanted to touch base on that before you then answer that. So how do you see it at the moment as a limited amount of hope in the world? I think that there is a shift that's happening. And I think that there is a real distinct difference between people who choose to use their voice, their platforms, to um, continue to question and go over and dwell into things that have happened or shouldn't have happened or should have been different and those that are using their voices their platforms and everything else to go what's happened has happened and we can question it and question it and question it and debate about it and come up with all sorts of theories conspiracies or anything else of that irrespective of whatever people's beliefs are um and actually going over something like that isn't going to help us to feel better about ourselves and the world that we live in and actually therefore using your voice to look ahead to the future mm-hmm. and to reflect on all the things that this time and everything that's gone on in the last feels like almost the last year mm-hmm. has taught us as, as as individuals as people as a world and if nothing else the one thing that I believe that has made a real difference to the world in terms of hope is as weird as this may sound, having COVID was almost something that brought every country together. It was the one thing that we all had in common. We couldn't argue about. It. We all were fighting the same thing. Yeah, no, definitely. And just going back to that podcast with Hannah Moore, her thing is you said you said the exact same words. COVID actually brought the whole world together. Yeah. I think it was two countries out of the whole world that they actually didn't have cases. Something along those along those lines that they were lucky enough. But actually we were all brought together because of that. Absolutely. So something then was done good within that moment. So, you know, I've got family in India, for example, and hearing their stories and how, you know, I've been fortunate enough to go to India many times and hearing their stories of how I never believed that in Mumbai the world would ever come to a stop where the roads were empty and everything else and actually whilst the world has gone through huge amounts of grief and sadness and job losses and all the rest of it actually ultimately what I believe has been the biggest blessing in all of this is that people have come together and it hasn't mattered in the most part you know what your gender your background your race or any of those things it's purely about people coming together with one common cause which is to help each other out and I I one of the things that I started I've always said before about you know the people that you choose in your life is so so important and the the, the messages you surround yourself with etc etc and I think that ask yourself are you using your voice in your platform to create hope or to dampen people's hope um, and choose what you use it for and then on the other hand as an individual you choose what you allow to see read hear around you and ask yourself is it rising you up or making you feel lower 
because if we didn't have hope, what's the point? What is the point? What chance do we have? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm just going to throw back, going back to that whole scenario, is actually, you're talking about Mumbai, and obviously we all know how busy it is. Yeah. And I know there was like a few posts that were shared on Facebook where the world was actually in standstill. Could you imagine standing in Mumbai at that present time and you could hear a pin drop? Never in a million years. Like again, it's heartbreaking in the same in the same content, but actually, we've made history again. Do you know? What I mean? Like it's it, it, it's incredible, but actually, it's been its ups and it's been downs. There's a there's actually, a blessing in everything. You just have absolutely to, you have and, to find it. Yeah, and that's hope to me. Perfect. So I hope that answers your uh, questions, Leanne. But they were cracking questions. I'm all about the cracking today. Cracking, cracking, um, cracking. Okay, like an egg. We've got another one from. You missed my joke, Steph. I didn't miss it. I just, it wasn't that funny, but. Okay, we'll move on. Excellent. So, (laughs) (laughs) too far. Okay. um, I've got, I've got some other ones. Um, Go on. Okay. Miss Sophia. God, I dread it. What Sophia asked. What's your most proudest moment in your life? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What's the most proudest moment? Ooh. Um. Answer it carefully. Yes. You, you know, lots happened and... Yeah. Um, I've got so many. Um, All right. Well, you've got so many. So just tell us one of them that even if it's just recently or anything. Okay. Um, so one of my most proudest moments, as cliche as it's going to sound, is starting the Power to Be business. Yeah. That, that's a massive achievement. It was, it was, it was a dream that I always had. Mm-hmm. And the amount of people who told me it wouldn't work and it's been done before, why would you do it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I don't ever believe anything or anyone is ever indispensable. So I'm always got that little sort of sort of reality in the back of my mind. There could always come a time when something different needs to happen or whatever. And I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm genuinely okay with that. But starting that business getting that logo out there, getting that website done, that for me was just so many dreams that came true and so many of the things that I've told people around me who I love and care about in terms of, you know, things that I want them to believe about themselves and hard work. I felt like I was living up to the things that I talk about in doing that. Preaching what you practice. Practicing what I preach, you mean? Same thing. You just turn the tables. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would say there are so Power many. Power to be was your proudest moment, uh, one of them. Yeah, yeah, but it's, defi- it's definitely up there. Good. Well, that answers that for you, Sophia. So I'm going to tie that in with a couple of other questions that I've got. Um, okay, Again, go from Jeremy. Yes, um, Jeremy. Thank you very much. What's the best bad decision that you have made? <laughs> What is the best bad decision I ever made? Oh, God. Can you help me, Steph? Can you help me understand the question? I've just laughed. So, and then like, I've, I've you've started... made a decision, but actually that decision was actually really bad. Right. You shouldn't have made it. So, maybe false judgment or, um, you know, you you brought these jeans, but actually they're, you know, like them earrings back in the summer? <laughs> Those yeah. Pat Butcher type flowered. My phase I went through. Hooped earrings. Yeah. They were ridiculous, but they well, were your lockdown earrings. They were. I became so again, So that was probably, at the time, it was a great decision, but actually it turned out to be a bad one. 
Oh right, yeah. Okay, I get, I get the question. Okay, now. but don't don't use my 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 example. I can't stop thinking about how awful I look. To be fair, it's actually quite um, an interesting question. Yeah, it is. Because actually, I can think of some things personally for myself that actually it felt like a good decision at the time, but actually in the long run, it turned out to be a bad one. Oh, okay. So, am I like? No, no, no. I'm not sharing those. It's, this turn the tables. It's your turn. But you love a little share. No, 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 not now. Okay, um, I'm just having a moment to think, okay? Give me a moment to think. Is this where I feel like you should put some holes? I, I think we need, like, the countdown, like... I feel like that was absolutely brilliantly done there, just yeah, there. Definitely, um, definitely. Let me have a think. I actually need to think, Steph. Hold on. No, that's fine. Um, Best bad decision. Best bad decision. Uh, we can always come back to it. If you want, I'll tell you a different one. Um, perhaps come back to it oh do you know what's do you know what's really throwing me now right Go now on. is that I'm, I'm not often left with nothing to say am i or is is well, yeah loss for words Literally. is there maybe somebody in your life that you thought was actually good for good at the time and actually you built a relationship with that person but then it turned out they weren't the best decision or or a job like have you taken a job where you thought actually one. this is great no i've got one go on so one of my strengths yeah. I'd like to believe is kindness. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are you are really kind. Well, I don't I know why I said like, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, you are. You are a kind But person. with every strength can become a weakness if it's off balance, right? Yeah. So, for example, one of the best bad decisions is I have made many losses in my life. Okay. Yeah. So, I sometimes allow my kindness to be abused in the sense that I will allow people to essentially take advantage of my good nature. So one of the sort of the best bad decisions I've ever made is running a business means that I have to earn a living, right? Yeah, yeah. But I just let people off with things all the time because I feel bad. So yeah, that is a bad that is a bad decision. Definitely, like it's a good decision because you you're trying to be kind. Yeah. And, but actually, in the long run, for you, it's a bad decision because you are trying to be successful and earn a living. I need to pay the rent. Exactly. So that that is that's a good example. So, I suppose, I think so. One of the le- the, the learning Le- no, it's a learning curve for you because actually you need to work on it. It is great to be kind, but sometimes you've got to be cruel to be kind in the same respect because. I let it's people hurt take you in the long run. Yeah, and I let people take advantage of me, and actually, so, I then get upset by that and frustrated and angry. But actually, I need to take responsibility and go. I'm allowing that to happen. Yeah, so absolutely. It's something where at the time it's lovely because they're happy, and but actually, you need to be learning from it. Yeah. Well, good job for taking responsibility and owning up to that. Well, I feel like we're sharing you. very nicely here. Yeah, Jeremy, look what you've created now. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, okay, so I've got another one from Alex. Alex. Can I just say Alex is... You know, oh, she's beautiful. Isn't she? Like, actually, she's actually beautiful. Yeah. But she's also got such a beautiful soul too. Absolutely. Anyway, okay. I digress. Go on, sorry. Is there any situation or an experience that would draw you away from the line of work that you do? Wow. Wow. Deep. As in one that's happened or potentially... Or potentially... Could it could ha- be like a fear within your line of work or is there something in work that you'd be like, actually, I'm, I'm going to leave it now? 
Do you know what? That is, it's really interesting that that question's been asked to me because it, I'd be lying if I said there haven't been, I'm sure we all have. We've had times where we thought, oh, if I didn't do this, what would I do type thing? And then you think, well, when would there come a time where I wouldn't do what I do for a living, for example? So something that has happened, um, that genuinely, like I actively started to go, "I, I can't do this anymore. I need to do something different that really affected me was, um, when somebody who you've been working with, etc., etc., um, decides this is all going to get really deep now, um, but decides to take their own life, mm-hmm. and that sense of responsibility, guilt, um, the questions, um, all of those things where you just think, "What if I said this, or what if I ha- had done this, or..." If only I had, etc. That the what ifs and the if onlys, and that the fear of letting somebody down is the is a time when I remember thinking, I don't know whether I don't know whether I'm good enough for this, and then thinking about now. So with my clients, for example, I I work a lot with young people, and when I'm working with a young person. I'm always very, very aware, and I will often say it to the parents of the young people that I'm working with, that I know that they are trusting me with the most important thing in their life because they're coming to see me for a reason with whatever that challenge is that they want help to overcome. Yeah. And I quite often I will look at the mom or the dad or whoever, or the, or the, the, you know, the guardian and think, I do not want to let you down. I do not want to let you down. I don't want to let your your young person down. And the fear of that ever happening for me is huge, absolutely huge. That fear of... You've let that person down. Absolutely. And I think that if that ever happened, and I would always, I always do, you know, I, I put my heart and soul into making sure that as much as, you know, the, the power that I do have to make sure that it doesn't happen. But if that did, I can honestly say that that would be it for me I would have to I would have to really question whether this was the right thing for me to be doing and as well I I think it would depend on the scenario of course because actually to me that would be very 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 worst case scenario if anybody knows you the way that I know you your best friends know you very close friends family even clients, no matter how much they know you as a person, they know that you put your heart and soul into it. And, you know, you've some of the stuff that has happened during your line of work, people taking their own life, those feelings that must go through your head of, actually, I've, I've let that person down. You then put that feeling to the back of your head because actually there's somebody else that needs you at that present time. I know we've had previous conversations about this is why I'm going through it. And actually, you've put your heart and soul, you know, you've put that whether you've let that person down, but it's not that you have. That's just your own feeling of that because you're working with Z person. And there's closer people around that Z person that then needs your help. So you then move on to that. Absolutely. So... That is worst case scenario as well. And you've been there, you've read it. 
you've wore that t-shirt but actually look at you now how you've come out of that and that must be huge for you to process it hearing something like that and working with somebody like that absolutely and I think that for me and I can honestly and truly say this that clients that I have they're not numbers they're not a code they're not any you know they're not anything like they're that human beings yeah they're people to me and I always I'm always very aware and it's something that I would know for a fact I'll never take for granted is the fact that any time somebody comes to talk to me or reaches out to me and um, without them even saying the words what they're essentially saying to me is I'm giving you the power to help me or hurt me and I'm giving you the power of me sort of trusting you even though they probably know very little about me and that is a huge huge thing for somebody to do yeah I think going back on that question if there's a situation or experience that would leave you to you know leave the job that that you do you said it would be to let somebody down but actually I think it'd be for a different reason. I don't know what that reason might be, but for me, I think you need a bit more self-belief sometimes because actually you're amazing at what you do and you're incredible. So actually you don't give yourself enough credit. So that's me being nice to you. Well, I'm genuinely less speechless. We have a very... Um... No, you, no you, should, you should give yourself enough credit because... Thank you. A lot of people around you all believe it. They might not say it every day and all of that. And we know how much you love positive praise. I love a star. And positive praise goes a long way to somebody. And actually, you know, you're an asset to anybody to be a part of their life, to be working with their young person, to be working with a parent or a mum, a dad. You know, you're helping that person become a better person to better their life. So you're a huge impact on somebody. Thank so you. You should take credit for that. Thank you. There we go. It's all got quite emotional. It's got here. very deep and emotional. Oh God! Okay, um, I'm going to lighten the mood a little bit. Go on, go on. So, Emily, um, if you weren't doing the job that you were doing, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah, what job would you do? Okay, I've got another dream. Okay, so to be fair, yeah, Em's already called it, and I, I, I know it anyway. But go on. I want to know what she's called. Nah. No, no. Okay, you, you say what it is. So there's a few things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I really, I've always had a lifelong dream of wanting to drive a lorry. Okay, that weren't one of them, but go okay, on. Okay, so I want to do that. I specifically, an edit. <laughs> Can I, I you do. imagine you like you'd have to climb up a ladder to get into the box? Yeah, go on. They do. They they usually have like little ladders on the lorry. I think yeah. you need like a proper step up ladder to get to the, the absolutely. Steps, but go on. But it's a dream. I really, I really want to name an Eddie Stobart lorry. Like I cannot tell you how badly I want that to happen. Okay, like literally. Okay. So that's one. Um, I always joke about being a florist, but we all know that's a joke. Like quite literally a joke yeah like that's more, that's probably something you could actually do not me um but this is genuinely a dream that i really want to i really want to find a way to make come true did that make sense make come true yeah yeah I, 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 well i got it so don't know the, what that says about you hopefully though. the viewers get it as well they don't see me. no i just understand you sometimes i guess <laughs> <laughs> you mean the listeners steph the listeners viewers listeners sorry perhaps we should do some viewings they, they would love this setup right now wouldn't they dressing gowns cushions blankets tea. yeah cracking cracking we should have a little picnic oh God, do you know what i am getting quite hungry actually starving 
We're having a roast today as well. Yeah. Love that. Go on. Oh, yeah. So, um, I want my own boutique. Go on. I want a boutique, okay? I, I, I have a... a, 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 a. Should we try that again, Steph? You have a vision. I do. Thank you. You're absolutely right. I do. I have a vision, okay? I need to close my eyes for this so I can really explain this vision to you properly. So you go in and it's beautiful. Like it's just, it's magical. It's yellow. It's sparkly. And the boutique has a few different elements to it, okay? It has one area that has got some sofas, um, a little library area. Um, it's got a little sort of coffee and cake area with which my Northamptonshire mum, Sarah, would be running because she... Oh, cracking cake. Honestly, yeah. like literally, just amazing. So Sarah would be running all of that, okay? I really want some of Sarah's tiffin now. Well, so Christmas is coming and all that jazz. I know. She might do you a little... Uh, I don't want to share it, though. Then don't. I know. But go on. Anyway, so, so it's, there's going to be an area where there's a library, there's a... Guys, legit, she's told me to hurry up just now with hand movements. I cannot believe you just did that. <laughs> Do you know what? It's getting a little bit... Nah, I'm joking. Okay, so yeah, so that's one area. It's got boutique, it's got teas, coffees, nice little chill-out space there. And then um, there's going to be another area where basically we're selling um, beautiful um, pieces of clothing, jewellery, shoes, um, accessories... In a, it, people who have done some of the most creative, unique, yet affordable um, little pieces. And I want to have my own beauty. I want to design my own clothes. I want them. I want all of it. That's what I want. It's interesting from going to the line of work that you actually do, working with young people, being a counsellor and, yeah. you know, running NCS throughout the summers and all of that. To, you want to be running your own boutique. Yes. Bam. Is there any other? No. No. No, was any of them what Em said? Yeah, the boutique, yeah. and then she said a florist. But I, it's because I joke about the florist all the time, don't <laughs> I? But this fake grass in the garden, A, there's a burn patch on it, that's a separate issue, Um, and I can't even keep flowers alive. No. Maybe the florist thing just isn't for you. I could have the florist as part, part of, of the, your boutique. boutique. And you could run that bit. Maybe. You love, you love a little bit of gardening. Yeah, yeah, I do. And you're dead good at it too, so. Yeah. But yeah, but I joke about it all the time. I joke about being a florist. Okay. I like the idea of it. Nice. All right, so this is going to be your last and final question. Oh, are we at the end? We're at the end. Oh, God, So go I want on. to th- personally thank everybody for putting all your questions in. Um, I feel like they've been really, really good today. Um, the last question is actually from me. Oh, okay. I'm, I feel like I need to brace myself. Go okay. on. If you had one wish... But you could only give that wish to somebody else. Who would you give it to do and why? I I'd give it to my mum and dad. Why? So I've never if I'm being really honest, I don't ever take enough time to genuinely thank them for everything they've done to get me to the place that I've got to in life. And everything that I am and everything that I've achieved, the dreams, all of that is because they gave me the belief, the the value of hard work and all of those lessons in life to get me to where I am right now. And they sacrificed 
so much more than I will ever know for me and and my and my siblings mm-hmm. for us to have the life that we that we've been so lucky to have and you know that didn't include you know fancy holidays and new clothes and all of that sort of thing but it didn't matter because we were happy yeah and the biggest things that get me through you know, life decisions that I make or things, challenges that I face in life is the voice of my mom and dad of the things that they've brought us up with around hope and hard work, which I've talked a lot about on other podcasts before about the, the, the value around hard work and standing on your own two feet and being kind to people. And one of the wishes I've always, always had is to get to a place where I could give them even a smidgen of something back of something back because I know that there's so many of their own dreams you know in whilst there might be material things whether it's a nice car or whatever that that's dreams isn't it that's still a dream yeah absolutely and that they didn't they didn't do and they haven't done for themselves because they've made sacrifices for me and and my siblings and that wish would be for my mom and dad to to have and do or experience all the things that they could possibly ever want in their life as my way of giving, saying even a little bit of a thanks for where I am now. It's really nice. So yeah. There you go, Mr. and Mrs. Isharji. Hopefully you'll get something back. Don't expect too much from broke mum and dad. It's all right. I make do a lottery ticket over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so no. yeah. That's- oh, that's, that's really, really nice. It's actually really cute. Thanks. So yeah, a bit of mum and dad. Well, Intia. I want to thank you personally for joining me today on the Power Giant podcast, The Raw Reality. Thank you You've for been having me, Steph. A great guest. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and I can assure you the emotions that have gone from high in this room to low to laughing has actually all been experienced. And if you'd have seen it as a visual point of view, you'd have understood as well. So thank you, everybody, for listening. You have been on the Power Giant podcast, The Raw Reality. Mm-hmm.